Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, and this is another episode of Brands We Love, this time featuring the one, the only, Vove Clico. So before we get into that, I want to remind you that Cool Biz Academy is open for applications, and I'm so excited to welcome some of you into this incredible program. It really is going to give you everything you need to scale your business to six figures and multiple six figures. And I think I mentioned this, but it's like exactly what I would have wanted as I was scaling to those figures. So I'm so excited to be bringing it to you. It's going to give you all the sales, marketing, mindset and energy work you need to see this as the best quarter, best year yet. So make sure that you get your applications in. The doors are closing on November the 12th, I believe it is. Okay, let's get to episode 84. So as I mentioned, we're chatting all things Viv Clico for this episode of the mini series Brands We Love. So I'm going to get into some fun facts about champagne and kind of champagne as its own brand. Um, and then we're going to get into why I love Viv Clico and what we can really take from the strong brand that they've created and the ways that you can adapt it into your own business. Okay, let's get to it. So before we get started, Everyone better know that veuve actually means widow in French. So we'll get into why this matters later on, but wanted to start with that. And then I wanted to get into champagne in general. So the very cool thing about champagne is it's kind of its own brand in and of itself too. Champagne is really synonymous with luxury and celebration. So when you think of champagne, you think about popping bottles, you're celebrating a wedding, you're celebrating a promotion, you're celebrating life. And it's also more luxurious. In general, it's often, it's not cheap to buy, especially if it's proper champagne, not sparkling wine. It's at often a little bit of a higher price point and it just really evokes those feelings of luxuriousness. Even like the bubbles, it's sparkly, right? I love it. Um, so to be considered champagne, there are kind of rigorous standards that you have to abide by and it has to come from that specific region by the same name in France. Um, so, I mean, I love to see it. They've kind of made sure that there was this very specific way of branding any champagne, which again, makes it more exclusive and read more luxury. So that was really smart moves on, on the part of all those champagne producers to make that happen. So the French monk Dom Perignon is thought to have invented champagne in 1697, but Around 30 years earlier, there are accounts of an English scientist that discovered winemakers on this side of the channel, so on the, the UK side, had long been adding sparkle to their wine. 
so that was actually where they believe that it started. But Dom Perignon is kind of thought of as one of the kind of grandfathers of Champagne. And it's funny because originally he was trying to get the bubbles out. <laughs> like, so it's funny how that happens. Um, I think it's a good kind of reminder that sometimes when things seem like failures, they're actually not. <laughs> so now let's get into Vuv. It is my favorite champagne. I've always loved it. There was always something about the branding I loved. And I loved it before I even got to learn about the history of it. Um, so branding wise, their distinctive gold yellow label is really eye catching and difficult to ignore. And it's very like, you know it when you see it and you're like, boom, that's above. It's, um, very distinct, which I love. I also love that they've kept the name intact and, um, it really highlights the woman who was originally responsible for their large success. Uh, and that's the widow Clicquot, Veuve Clicquot. Her name is Barb Nicole. So Barb Nicole was really, like I said, she was the person who catapulted them to success. So now Veuve Clicquot sells over 1.5 million cases of champagne each year, but that wasn't always the case. So if it weren't for her efforts, Barb Nicole's efforts, uh, in the 19th century, the champagne industry actually might have not existed. So the way it all kind of played out is she really kind of kept that going and kept the interest going and really catapulted champagne into this whole new kind of arena that we see it in now. So Veuve Clicquot or Barb Nicole, she is really one of the world's first international business women. So this is where, as I mentioned, I always liked the champagne. I was always drawn to the brand and this kind of elevated it for me into like fandom level when I found out that, whoa, holy shit. Like the way that the brand is now was really started by a woman, which is really fucking cool. So it was actually founded over 200 years ago by Philippe Clicquot. Mouran, Mouran, I'm not sure how to say that. That's okay. In 1772. But Barb Nicole Ponsardin was the actual Veuve Clicquot. So she was widowed at the age of 27, which was about seven years after she married the company's heir. So Philippe's son, Francois. So Madame Clicquot was known for being really strong-willed and innovated throughout her years at the house's realm. She took a lot of risks in shipping champagne. I have a few examples for you. Um, she took a lot of risks in shipping champagne when it was illegal to do so. So there were different times with conflicts, etc., in Europe where they weren't actually allowed to, and she would kind of take hedge her bets and take really big risks that a lot of them failed, but a lot of them did pan out. So shipping champagne is very difficult, especially at that time. It was very tricky to have it arrive the way you wanted to, etc. So she took a lot of big risks around that. And yeah, some of them really did pay off, which was super cool to kind of read about. And by the way, um, I'll probably mention again later, but a lot of my knowledge around uh, Veuve Clicquot came from the book called Widow Clicquot. And it's funny because I get all my friends to read it. Uh, I just find it really inspiring. One, it goes into champagne a lot and the kind of history and the technicality of it, but it also goes into Barb Nicole's life and her pursuits as a businesswoman, which are fucking incredible. And to think about that, it was like 
in the 1700s, etc., is really cool. Really, really cool. So as I mentioned, she took a lot of risks. Um, another thing that she started was putting the labels on champagne. So she was a little branding expert herself, um, which was really, really cool to read about that. So fun fact too, which of course I loved, is Veuve Clicquot was one of the first producers of rosé champagne. So, I mean, I love that for us. I love a good rosé champagne. On my beautiful um, shelf behind my desk now that I have, there is a beautiful box of rosé Clicquot because I just love, I love the box too. Okay, so what we can learn and adapt into our business in terms of what Veuve Clicquot does really well as a brand. Let's let's talk about it, shall we? So the first point is having a really strong origin story and founding story, okay? So as I mentioned, they have this epic story of the widow Clicquot taking over the business from her husband, essentially, um, and it was her in-laws it would have been um business to begin with and she kind of took it from Francois when he wasn't he wasn't really of that type of business mind and she was really responsible for doing a lot of the work even when she technically wasn't the head of the house um so I mentioned that so they have a very cool story and there's a ton of history there so you might not have that with your business we haven't been around for 200 years some of us but you do have a strong origin story. So why did you start? How did you start? And make sure you're always talking about that. What got you into your business and why? It's so powerful for people to understand how you started. Okay. So that's the first point. Second one is continuity in your branding. So you know, I love a good rebrand as much as the next gal. And that's one of my programs, million dollar brand edit. Um, and sometimes that is just what you need. And they do such, Vogue Clicquot does an incredible job of always incorporating and leaning into that signature bright yellow. Um, and they've used this label pretty much as you see it for 180 years. So hello, brand recognition. There is something to be said for, you know, you can make tweaks too. And sometimes, you, like I said, sometimes a rebrand is what you need and thinking about the continuity of your brand and keeping certain things the same, even if it's not everything is really important. So for example, when I work with people on rebrands, often we won't change the name. So you know what I mean? It's not like a full rebrand where it's a complete new brand identity. It's more of an up level and an upgrade. So that's a different type of thing. So lesson two is continuity. The third one is putting on events. So branded events. So since 2008, um, they've been doing the Polo Classic, and they've had celebrities there like Kendall Jenner, Neil Patrick Harris, Alicia Keys, Nicole Kidman, a lot of the who's who. And of course, it's this beautiful event with none other than their signature yellow color everywhere. It's dripping in luxury. It's dripping in everything their brand stands for. And then everyone at the event is of course, sipping on the signature Veuve Clicquot. So it's a really cool event. It fits perfectly. As I talked about, champagne is synonymous with luxury. What's the most luxurious sport you can think of? For me, it's polo. So it's a perfect match made in heaven. And the investment will be huge. This would cost millions to put on. But the 
return on the investment is there for me because you get these high level celebrities coming and showcasing your champagne. And I mean, the content even alone is amazing. So you don't need to do a polo classic, but think about how you can incorporate branded events into your business. Even like, is it something where you can host an event online, right? I've seen some business owners do that recently and I'm like, this is great. Why not? And how can you make that experience for people? How can you weave your brand colors throughout? It really makes such an impact and leaves people because it's an experience. It leaves them with that emotional connection. And the last one I want to go through that we can learn from with Vogue Co and their incredible brand they've built is product placement. So we've seen Vogue used a lot of different ways. Um, two of my favorites are on Real Housewives. You see it all the time. Um, as well as Downton Abbey even showcases it. So these are super smart moves on their part because these shows live on, right? So they keep going. You keep seeing them. People rewatch these shows. And so that value that you're bringing to be associated with those types of people in these shows is huge. So what you can learn from this is, is there a way that you can work with influencers? Is there a way that you can sponsor an event? Is there a way that you can get your branding out there into the world with someone else kind of using it? That's what we want to go for. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This I've had so much fun doing a little more research on it and bringing this to you. So I hope you loved it. Please, as always, share with friends if you found it helpful. I love to see you tagging me on Instagram stories. It always makes my day. Um, So this has been episode 84 and part two of our mini series of brands we love. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got value from it. And I love you. Hope you're having a fabulous day. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.